RTHK News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the chairman of the Democratic Party urges the Secretary for Welfare to withdraw his motion to scrutinise the maternity leave bill in LegCo's panel on manpower. Members of the Hong Kong Civil Assembly team are set to meet the police to discuss their plans for a march this Sunday and Eastern Court has adjourned the case of five lawmakers and two former legislators charged over the chaos in LegCo last May. Democratic Party Chairman Wu Chi-Wai says it would be best if the Secretary for Welfare withdrew his motion to scrutinise the maternity leave bill in LegCo's panel on manpower. The House committee, which should vet the bill, is stalled amid arguments over who should chair the committee. In a blog yesterday, the Welfare Minister, Law Chi Kuang, said bypassing the House committee would be the only way the bill could be passed before LegCo's term ends in July. He also said he apologised to the government for not informing it of his move to try and fast-track the bill, which extends maternity leave by a month. A meeting on his motion resumes on Wednesday, but Mr Wu says it violates LegCo's rules. That's the best for him to do so, to withdraw his motion and to let the Legislative Council go back to the normal procedures that we have the House committees elect the chairpersons and then we set up the bills committees to vet his bills. Members of the Hong Kong Civil Assembly team are meeting the police today to discuss their plans for a universal siege on communists march this Sunday. Spokesman Ventus Lau said they'll be calling on the international community to impose sanctions on the Hong Kong government and the police force if the government refuses to implement universal suffrage for this year's LegCo election. They're proposing marching from Central to Causeway Bay, a reverse of the traditional protest route. Mr Lau explained that they think this could be more convenient for participants as well as safer. There will always be a very crowded in the Victoria Park due to the geographical location of the Victoria Park. We hope that Central can be a more convenient place for people to gather. And also Causeway Bay is a more convenient place for people to disperse because there's a lot of MTR station and a lot of restaurants and more so that people can just have dinner with their friends after having their march. So I believe it would be a better route and we should try it out. So I hope that it would be more peaceful and more safe for the participants. Eastern Court has adjourned the case of five lawmakers and two former legislators from the pro-democracy camp charged over a chaotic meeting in LegCo last May. Gary Fan, Chu Hoi Dick, Lan Chuk Ting, Kwok Ka Ki, Aunok Hing, Leung Yu Chung and Ray Chan are accused of violating Article 19 of LegCo's Powers and Privileges Ordinance. They're alleged to have assaulted, obstructed or molested three DAB councillors on May the 11th when rival camps competed to hold their own versions of a bills committee to vet the now withdrawn extradition bill. The prosecution requested the adjournment until August the 28th, pending the ruling of a similar case by the appeal court involving former lawmaker Leung Kwok Hung. Mr Leung was accused of violating the ordinance for snatching documents from the then Under Secretary for Development, Eric Ma, during a panel meeting in 2016. He was acquitted in 2018 as a magistrate ruled that that charge does not apply to incumbent lawmakers. The government later appealed and the case is expected to be heard in May. Speaking before the brief court hearing, Civic Party's Kwok Ka Ki said he and the other six are going to plead not guilty to the charges, saying they'll stand with all protesters. We will be happy to face with this kind of political prosecution. We won't back down. And we will be uh, brave enough with all the people in Hong Kong to say no to all these accusations. In fact, who to blame? 
there will be only one person to blame is Carrie Lam because she herself took out all her effort to put forward this very controversial bill amidst the opposition of the people of Hong Kong. The Polytechnic University has started its second semester after repairing its facilities for over a month. It said it has fixed most areas that were damaged when police besieged the campus and fought with petrol bomb hurling anti-government protesters who were trapped inside in November. Only 10% of effective facilities like the library, footbridges and some teaching and office buildings need further patching up. Most pro-democracy graffiti sprayed there has also been cleaned up. Students and staff now need to go through turnstiles with relevant identity cards to enter the campus. One of the students, Ivan, said it felt strange going back to school. Actually, I still didn't get used to the environment around the campus. It's because before the event happened in PolyU campus, um, we were like studying happy or chit-chatting with friends. But however, after the event, when I come back, I kind of feel depressed and sad because I think of the clashes between the student and the police. Around 20 people have protested at government's headquarters against its plan to ban the import and sale of e-cigarettes. Concerned groups from the vaping industry say it's a controversial move and the chief executive Carrie Lam should withdraw it to try to restore calm in society after months of anti-government protests. Quintonio Calalo from the Hong Kong Vape Shop Alliance said Hong Kong would lag behind other cities if it imposed an outright ban. Maybe if there are some certain aspects that they don't want people to have in it, you know, they can regulate it and make sure no, don't have this or you don't have this or something. And then, and then these guys, they, they can follow along, you know, but they should regulate it. You know, they shouldn't just ban it completely. The protest came ahead of a bills committee meeting today that ended up being cancelled because insufficient lawmakers were present. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen says she hopes the people of Hong Kong will take heart from the island's polls at the weekend, which saw her re-elected for a second term, and her Democratic Progressive Party retain control of the legislature. In a post on Twitter, Ms Tsai noted that the months of unrest in Hong Kong had given many people in Taiwan pause for thought, and she asked Hong Kongers whether or not they had seen how Taiwan has defended the fortress of democracy. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says she's confident that Hong Kong's divide can be bridged through efforts by her government and the people. Mrs Lam was speaking at the Asian Financial Forum, where she touted the SAR's position as an international financial centre. She told her audience that the city's financial system remains stable and successful in the face of unprecedented challenges from the global economic downturn, geopolitical uncertainties and trade disputes, as well as the local social unrest. The Asian Financial Forum symbolizes Hong Kong's wide-ranging strengths and resilience as an economy and a community. These strengths and resilience, just like our financial systems, have not been undermined despite that we have experienced considerable social unrest and challenges in recent months. Through the concerted efforts of the government and the people of Hong Kong, I'm confident that we will bridge our divide that we will realize the common goal of a reunited community and a flourishing economy. Turning overseas, a volcano south of the Philippine capital Manila has erupted fountains of lava amid intensified seismic activity in the area. Here's the BBC's Howard Johnson. 
As we approached the Ta'al volcano area this morning, we saw local residents shoveling thick, wet ash from the roads. Pineapple groves, normally verdant and luscious, now looked grey and sullen. In the distance, Ta'al continues to spew ash and smoke. Last night, the Philippine authorities raised the alert level to four out of a maximum of five and warned that a hazardous eruption could occur within hours or days. Ta'al, the country's second most active volcano, has been displaying warning signs since March of last year. The Iranian president, Hassan Rouhani, has called on other countries in the region to strengthen ties to overcome the problems he said were caused by the United States. Regarding the current Iranian crisis, he and the Emir of Qatar, who's visited Tehran, agreed dialogue was needed from all parties. In Washington, the U.S. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said Mr. Trump was still willing to talk to Iranian leaders without preconditions. He said it was clear the Iranians were looking for change. If you look at what's happening on the ground today, you have just yesterday in Tehran and other cities, Iranians chanting, death to the Ayatollah. We don't, we don't think America is, is our enemy. You can see the, the Iranian people are standing up and asserting their rights, their aspirations for a better government, a different regime. Protests are being held for a second day in Tehran as demonstrators express their anger at Iran's leaders over the shooting down of the Ukrainian airliner. It was accidentally hit as Iran fired missiles at U.S. air bases in Iraq. The first ever Beatles record to be played on the radio is being put up for auction. The fully authenticated demo copy of their first single, Love Me Do, will be sold in Britain at the end of the month. Here's the BBC's Danny Aberhart. It was the sound that launched the best-selling band of all time. George Harrison later recalled how hearing it go out on Radio Luxembourg in October 1962 made him go shivery all over. The Parlophone single, credited to Lennon and a famously misspelled McArtney, has been signed correctly by Paul himself. The disc was kept by Radio Luxembourg's programme director when he was asked to clear out the station's record library. To business news, the head of the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank says he's building a mechanism to ensure the bank is free of corruption and fraud. Jin Lee Kun made the remarks during a panel discussion at the Asian Financial Forum. He pointed out that the AIIB aims to be lean, clean and green. He said the Beijing-based development bank has been involved in infrastructure projects worth 40 billion US dollars so far and seeks to help a number of countries move towards zero emission targets. Because we are new, we don't have historical baggage and we can learn from the experience of the mature institutions. As you know, our core values is lean, clean, and green. To be lean, we should not build up bureaucracy. We should avoid institutional obesity. To be clean, we should be squeaky clean, no tolerance for corruption, cheating, fraud. And we have to make sure that we promote green economy, helping these countries to move from high carbon to low carbon to zero carbon economy. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,877. That's 237 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $59 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.61 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 12 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jern.
Sergio Aguero has become the all-time leading overseas goalscorer in the English Premier League. The Argentine striker scored a hat-trick in Manchester City's 6-1 thrashing of Aston Villa at Villa Park. The win puts them above Leicester into second in the table. Riyad Mahrez had two goals. Gabriel Jesus was also on target in manager Pep Guardiola's 300th Premier League win. Aguero was delighted to have have made such a big impact. I'm very happy because uh, uh, we need the, the three points. To now uh, we are in the second. Uh, we are very happy, but so happy because uh, I score. Manchester City now trail Liverpool by 14 points in the standings. Watford moved above Bournemouth and out of the relegation zone for the first time this season after a convincing 3-0 win away to the Cherries. Watford have now won four of their last five games. Sergio Ramos scored the decisive spot kick as Real Madrid defeated Atletico Madrid 4-1 on penalties to lift the Spanish Super Cup. The Real captain sent the keeper the wrong way to secure the trophy after 120 minutes of scoreless football in Saudi Arabia. Real Madrid had ended the game with 10 players after Federico Valverde was sent off in extra time. Now to American football, the Kansas City Chiefs erased a 24-point deficit to knock the Houston Texans out of the NFL playoffs with an impressive attacking display. Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback, threw for 321 yards and five touchdowns. The Chiefs reached the end zone seven times, and they went on to win 51-31. to That sets up an AFC championship game this weekend against the Giants killing Tennessee Titans. The Titans have ousted the reigning champions New England Patriots and the top-ranked Baltimore Ravens in successive weeks thanks largely to the dominance of their running back Derrick Henry. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says he will not be surprised if the Titans end up going to the Super Bowl. We talked about the potential of Derrick Henry, and he has really delivered. He was the NFL's rushing champion. But I think the fact that this defense has just stepped up and dominated both the Patriots and the Ravens. Look, the Titans' defense is so stiff right now. I think they could actually win next week. It's an easier game versus what they've just faced the last two weeks. The Green Bay Packers will play the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. The Packers progress after holding off the Seattle Seahawks 28-23. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top stories once again. The chairman of the Democratic Party urges the Secretary for Welfare to withdraw his motion to scrutinize the maternity leave bill in LegCo's panel on manpower. And that's the news and sport from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Osmani. My thanks to James Ross and the whole band who was in there in the studio just a little while ago. We kicked off today with Diana Ross and Chain Reaction. On the show today, my Monday mover and shaker is Marion Hughes. She's making tracks in the textile industry. She's a writer, speaker, and a great representative for women in tech. Plus, she is the founder and CEO of No Global. I'll be talking to her about her work and passion to make the textile industry a happier, sustainable, and more productive place for both workers and brands, thanks to an app that she has created. Make sure you join us just after 1.30 today to find out more because it is really great stuff that she's doing. And the time now is 1.20 and I'm going to go straight to Madonna and vote. What are you looking for? 